0: Good morning everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It is May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo Day. And uh, I know I've been gone for a little while, but I've been getting uh, some education for a couple of days and uh, and spent a little bit of downtime out in the big city of Las Vegas. So, but it is so glad to be back on the East Coast time zone and uh, looking forward to the next couple of days with you guys before I take off again for a little bit of IRA training the end of next week. So, Glad you're here. We'll talk about what's been happening and, uh, and more when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. Before we do that, though, let's just uh, walk through our core retirement design that helps you design the retirement you always dreamed of. It's important that you do that, that you know how much risk you have that you adjust your risk, especially the closer you get to retirement. And if you don't know what those numbers look like for you and your retirement accounts, give us a call at 863 382 seven, And let's walk through our core retirement design. With that, we got Dave coming up next. 5.1.
1: That's R-E-M there. I'm Morning Dave. We're at 841 here, 19 before 9, and he is back. We're going to check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing to you today. And Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is back on the phone with us. Philip, it's so doggone good to have you back. My life gets easier when you're here.
0: Hey, man, it is glad to be back because, uh, man, you know, when you go West Coast to East Coast, it can, uh, can drag on you a little bit. So uh, by the end of the day, I'm sure I will be dragging. But hey, had a good conference out there um and in vegas and actually was off the strip which was nice didn't have to deal with some of that hustle and bustle downtown uh but uh and they got a couple days of downtime so really good time there uh learning uh before i go next week uh thursday and friday to learn more about iras next week so yeah
1: okay it helps to remind people that you know no matter how good you are continuing continuing education is important in every line of work and uh, you do this a few times a year just to keep completely up to date and uh, new ideas and new information abound in every line of work especially yours right
0: absolutely i mean you know look in this business if all you do is go to industry conferences then all you get is inundated with industry news and that's not what it's all about it's about taking care of your clients and doing what's best for them and a lot of times you got to get away from the industry to learn about different things that affect them. That's why I spend usually four days twice a year, or two, two days twice a year with Ed Slot, um, just learning about IRAs and, and that type of thing. And then this last conference was about leadership. So, so we're always doing different things to stay up and current to find out how we can take care of our clients best.
1: It was. Uh, I'm glad to have you back, and I'm glad to have a continue a continuing high level of expertise as far as my partner in this effort <laughs> every day. Backing uh, up to yesterday, two o'clock, the Federal Reserve came out with their decision to bump the reference interest rate up by a half a point. The market at two o'clock just kind of went, huh? Okay. Then, Je- then Jay Powell took his press conference at two thirty. And we went up 932 points on the Dow, 125 points up in the S&P, 401 points on the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ was a full 3% increase in one day. And sitting for moi, looking at the charts and listening to what I was getting as far as Powell's press conference, I was saying, wait a minute, he just raised the interest rate by half a percent. That I figured was baked in. But during the press conference, he said, yeah, we're going to probably raise it a half a percent next month and a half a percent again the month after that. And, I mean, granted, our interest rates will still be relatively low compared to history, but that would be more than tripling the interest rate of the Federal Reserve charges banks at the counter. And I was kind of surprised to see the market go crazy up on that. But you're saying that you think the market was actually baking in worse than that, huh?
0: Well, they were. So I listened actually on the plane yesterday coming home. I listened to his whole um, his whole press conference and then I obviously the commentary afterwards. So what so here's the deal is they're they're basically Powell saying that the next two meetings that they're going to probably raise interest rates a half a point, but no more than a half a point next meeting and a half a point the next meeting. So that's that's going to be one full percentage points in the next four months. Which basically
1: boils down to tripling the reference interest rate inside of five months. And I, I, I guess that's the part that surprised me, looking at that. But, you know... I mean, because you know it, it obviously with the debt driven stocks especially like the ones on the nasdaq exchange that's certainly not good news for them but you're basically saying they were relieved it wasn't going to be three quarters of a percent and certainty helps so.
0: exactly and so because that was the thing is that uh there was the fear that um hey and then not this meeting but the next meeting we could see a three quarters of a percent to a one percent increase and so by him coming down and saying look folks Next meeting, pretty much a half a point, and the meeting after that, a half a point. Um, Then they have August off, and then the rest of the time, they're not sure. A lot of the commentary I listened to was, hey, look, then you can probably figure another rate increase after the August meeting of a quarter of a percent, and then let that settle for a little while to see how things uh, are doing on the inflation front.
1: Okay, so it was more relief that it was happy with the increases
0: exactly yep so it brought certainty and you know the one thing you and i talk about in the markets is the market wants some certainty good or bad as long as it knows then it can deal with it and that's what uh, uh, Powell did yesterday
1: Excellent. that does make some sense something you and i have both preached for eons is there's always a way to make money and every time one class of stock gets whacked another class ends up going up what's going to happen then you can act accordingly, and that partially explains some of the big increase yesterday in the process. It's actually, from my personal standpoint, I'm looking at it and saying, okay, fine, if we do 2.5%, if we get the interest rates up to 1.75 or so, it'll give us a little bit of headroom in case the uh, Federal Reserve needs to do something on the downward level if we hit a recession next year, like so many of the analysts are saying. And at a half a percent reference rate, we had absolutely nothing else that we could do, basically, to stimulate things. We do hit a bump in the road.
0: Oh, that's true. And let's talk about one other point that Powell made is Mm -hmm. that they are reversing. And we talked about this earlier in the month is that, you know, they are basically going to start selling $95 billion worth of of, uh, what they own on their balance sheet into the market. So, and it looked like this. Uh, I think the breakdown was about 60, uh, I'm sorry, about 30 billion uh, this month, June 1st of treasuries and about $65 of mortgage-backed securities. Um, And they'll do that for the next couple months and then rearrange that uh, um, based on what the inventory looks like.
1: And that almost certainly, when you dump that many mortgage-backed securities on the market at once, is going to end up uh, adding a little additional impetus to raising mortgage rates.
0: Well, that's right. And so, you know, we're going to see mortgage rates actually be based on yesterday's numbers and probably increase by at least a half a percent, if not one yeah, percent.
1: Absolutely. What was it? Five and a half percent was the prevailing 30 uh, year mortgage rate the day before yesterday. Something like that, wasn't it?
0: Um, I, th- I think it was.
1: That sounds familiar to me. So, yeah, yeah, we're on the way up. So if you're thinking about selling your house, oh, maybe start today or something. (laughs) The market's going to change rather quickly over the next few weeks. Macro stuff coming out of the federal government this morning. I really don't have any good news to talk about. Uh, First-time jobless claims, the usual Thursday number. Yes, it was up. Yes, it missed the street. The street expected 182,000. We got 200,000. I'm brushing that off because we're still in that inordinately low level but two other numbers that come out, unit labor costs annualized in the first quarter, up 11.6%. Now, if you're a wage earner, that's good news. But if you're looking at the inflation rate, you're kind of looking at that and going, uh, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. especially when you look at the quarter before, it was only 1%. The expectation yeah. was 10.5, and they come at 11.6. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big increase in labor costs.
1: It kind of also means that the job market is tight enough where uh, folks are bidding their way up in order to get employees in. And uh, you and I can both experience that. The other number that kind of hits, in the, uh, hit, hits where it hurts is productivity. Worker productivity last quarter down annualized 7.5% down. Market was only expecting like five, so that's another big miss.
0: It is, and that's compared to the quarter before, up 6.3%. Now, let's face it, Dave, if I'm paying more and getting less, that's just not good um, for the economy going uh, totally going that way. And, and that's what those numbers are telling us.
1: Absolutely. And really, when you think about a per unit output, then when you put productivity and uh, unit labor cost together, the cost of getting a widget out kind of is up by like 15 percent annualized when you put the two numbers together.
0: Exactly. And I, I want to make one more point that I heard Powell make yesterday, uh, Dave, is yep. that talking about recession, because everybody wanted to know, when are we going to go into a recession? Do we have a recession? And, and his opinion was that it'll be tough for us to go into a recession, because we have over 10 million job openings. And we don't have enough people to fill them. So basically, we could lay off half the people and they could still go find a job. And so mm-hmm. you've got to have Unemployment increasing, in order to really move into a recession, and so I he thinks re- enough enough there to pick up the slack if that happens.
1: That's kind of the replay of a conversation you and I had a couple of weeks ago that, you know, if the recession is going to happen, there are building blocks to a recession. One of them are the economic elements like inflation, like uh, bond rates, like other things. But the other building blocks also include glitches in the employment market. And right now, with such a hot um, uh, such a hot employment market... Even if all the other ingredients to a recession are there, the employment market is probably going to carry us farther than we've got a right to expect simply because we've got so much headroom there.
0: That's right. And obviously that could change in a heartbeat. But right now, there are so many job openings and not enough people to cover them that uh, that we could lay off a good part of our labor force so they could still go find a job.
1: Ooh, that <laughs> that's kind of a clinical way of putting it. It's a painless, <laughs> thought. It's a painless <laughs> thought. Your point is taken. Statistically, we've got more job openings than we have job seekers, and uh, that means there's a lot of headroom for employers to be able to do what they need to do in order to cope with an economic downturn. Talking about uh, economics on a micro, on a micro basis, it is still earnings season, and you found out how one of our neighbors up in Orlando was doing at SeaWorld, huh?
0: We did. So SeaWorld came out, and uh, they had a smaller-than-expected quarterly loss. They saw revenue exceed expectations, and I like this number. They didn't give us the exact number. They said attendance topped pre-pandemic levels. Ooh. So that's some good news for SeaWorld. How
1: come they won't pay that if their
0: attendance is uh, down? Well, probably because they're having to pay more for people to work.
1: Oh, Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so earlier this earlier this morning they were up one one percent they they've given most of that back they're actually down a tenth of a percent right now but but some good news for them moving forward on uh, on that front hey we do have a couple of travel stocks we want to talk about uh mm-hmm. the first one is spirit airline uh spirit lost $1.60 a share uh a lot bigger than the 58 cents they were expected to lose and, uh, and revenue was below forecast as well. So, um, spirits getting beat up this morning, down about a four tenths of a percent. Uh, th- the other travel stock we have, though, is um, Booking Holdings, which is, um, y- you know, they're that travel company that's out there. They, they, hotels, Priceline, they're, they're those that company. Um, and so, they had better than expected. Profit and revenue, they've seen a big jump in demand for travel services, and I can attest to that. Just tell you, um, the airports were slap full. Um, there's a lot of people traveling right now. It's crazy out there. Um, but they made a, a three dollars and ninety cents uh, a share, well above the ninety cents they were expected to make. Um, and so uh, they're they're having a pretty good quarter. They're up nine point eight percent, Dave
1: up demand in the travel business at the definitely,
0: moment. Definitely, definitely put up demand. Um, we've got some bad news across a couple brands here. Uh, let's look mm-hmm. at Wayfair. You know, Uh-oh. they're, yep, not, not so good for Wayfair right now. They lost $1.96 a share. That was 40 cents more than expected. Revenue was basically in line with what everybody expected. And here's the big downturn for them. Customer numbers were down 23.4% compared to a year ago. So, yeah, that's a a big number. They're down almost 12% this morning.
1: And if I remember correctly, they had a rough quarter last quarter, too, because Uh, we were kind of thinking during the fourth quarter things would be good for them, and I think they were a disappointment last quarter, too.
0: Yeah, I think so. Then we had another big disappointment. We had Etsy. Um, Etsy was that, you know, they you can buy – Buy stuff that you make right there, um, but they uh, they had a rough quarter. Their earnings came in as expected, better than expected revenue. Um, so when we first look at it, we wondered why what was happening. But here's the deal: it's always guidance, right, Dave? Always guidance. Right. Oh. Um, so the guidance was weaker than expected because here's the deal and we haven't talked about this much. We talk about the inflation side, but we don't talk about the drop in disposable income and, and that's Etsy expects um, a drop in disposable income, which it takes disposable income for people to go buy stuff on Etsy. So
1: kind of uh, by definition, elective purchase.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so they're down over 12 and a half percent this morning.
1: Whoa. Yeah. But. With- that's what they get for talking economics in a quarterly report,
0: right? I guess so. Hey, I'll leave you with this one. eBay. eBay, mm-hmm. also weaker than expected revenue. Um, they, uh, they beat with profit. But uh, again, inflation, buying habits are changing because people are back to going shopping. Uh, eBay is down 7.1% this morning.
1: I'm getting the sneaking hunch just looking at all this from kind of a macro basis. We're starting to see a shakeout in e-commerce.
0: Well, we are, and we're starting to see people who now can go back to the store and feel comfortable shopping. And so the online is not the only option they have.
1: Absolutely. That, you know, and that's causing basically a lot of companies got, got fat while they could be sloppy while we were all locked up. Finding out that, oh, wait a minute, we got a business we got to run here.
0: Uh, that's right, we got to do things to make it profitable.
1: Absolutely. Reset the table, big update in response to the Powell press conference after the Federal Reserve yesterday, 45 minutes before we opened this morning. I'm guessing we're going to see a little profit taking after that big bump up yesterday. How are we
0: doing? Yeah, we're going to take some money back off the table. Uh, We've got the Dow down a little over a half a point, the S&P 500 down seven-tenths, the NASDAQ 100 down 1%, and the Russell 2000 down a little over eight-tenths of a percent. So all of the indexes are heading uh, into the red right now. The commodity side is the exact opposite. Uh, we see silver up almost 4% this morning, um, back up over 23, finally, $23.27. Gold, a big jump for it, up 2% uh, to $1,907 an ounce, finally back up over 19. And then crude oil is taking a big jump today as well, Dave, up 1.4% to one hundred nine thirty eight a barrel.
1: That's kind of continuing a trend that we saw starting yesterday. It was up to 104 yesterday from Fritter, around at 101. I didn't want to hear that. (laughs) Overseas markets, the usual mixture. Asian rim markets, mostly off, except for the Chinese markets, because... They like it when the government decides they're going to do stimulus, so Chinese markets were up on the mainland. Markets in Europe generally up. They're happy about what they saw yesterday on our side of the fence, so they're all trading up over 1% midway through their day. Keeping tabs on one's retirement income and making sure you can count on it, something that ought to be on the forefront of anybody's mind if you're less than 15 years away from retirement. How do I find you to get that assurance, Philip?
0: Dave, you know, that's one of the reasons that we developed our core retirement design to make sure that people could design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design process. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM.
1: And back here again tomorrow, about the same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day and welcome back.
0: All right, buddy. I'll talk to you in the morning.
1: Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Stantler Financial Services. Philip Stantler.
0: Hey, folks, I want you to know I'm so glad that you joined us again today and, and that we're back in the saddle going at it again. Looking forward to our conversation again tomorrow with Dave. Hey, until then, have a great day. Bye now.